I know, it's me. I'm, I'm going through some changes. Well, welcome to the world. <laughs> Things happen. Don't you think I'm going through a lot? Not like me. Oh, what? So now you're special? You're special, boy. Imagine that you're feeling awfully depressed, and you may not have to imagine very hard to do that. Maybe you're in that situation right now, or you're just jittery. You're anxious, and you've been that way for a while, and you don't want to be that way anymore. Or it could be that you're having marital problems. You've probably heard me mention cognitive therapy on the air many, many times, and today I have the absolute pleasure of introducing someone who is delightful. Her name is Dr. Judy Beck, and she is the director of the Beck Institute for Cognitive Therapy and Research in Philadelphia. She's the clinical associate professor of psychology and psychiatry at the University of Pennsylvania, and she's given wonderful workshops worldwide, nationally and internationally. In fact, I went to one of her workshops recently, and she can talk about cognitive therapy for anxiety or for depression or couples problems. Welcome, Dr. Judy Beck. Thank you, Alan. I want to ask you, if somebody is thinking of, well, maybe I'll go to therapy, but I feel a little anxious because I don't know what therapy would be like. Maybe they'll tell me I'm just as bad as I feel I am, or maybe they'll ask me to lie down on a couch, or, you know, I don't want aromatherapy. Help me understand, what is cognitive therapy? What would you tell a person? Cognitive therapy is a kind of talk therapy, and the reason to consider it is because there's more research that says that it's effective than for any other kind of psychotherapy. And it's a fairly straightforward kind of therapy. You and the, uh, the therapist and the patient sit around a table or sit uh, at the desk, and uh, it's fairly structured. A large part of what we do is helping patients solve current problems. I hear the word structured, and I don't think that does cognitive therapy justice in the fact that if I'm a client coming in, say I'm coming into you, Dr. Beck, what would you first ask me? What would be some of the initial things that you would be looking for? Well, the first thing I want to do is to do a very thorough evaluation. Okay, so that's one of the ways you mean the structured. Right. It's exactly. that you don't let me just ramble aimlessly. No, I really want to make sure to, that, I, that I know what your diagnosis is. If I were an ear, nose, and throat doctor, I'd be asking you lots of questions about your symptoms so I could find out do you have a sinus infection? Uh, do you have an infection someplace else? In order to figure out how I can help you the most. So if, when you come to see me, I'm going to initially ask you questions to find out, do you have a clinical depression? Do you have an anxiety disorder? Is there anything else going on? Because in cognitive therapy, we really tailor the treatment to the person. Okay, so it's not just a boilerplate treatment for everybody. Let's say that I am someone depressed and I tell you I'm just down. I don't have a job that I like. I, you know, my, my marriage is a mess and I can't get along with my kids and I don't even know where to begin. I'm, I'm all over the map. One of the things that I would ask you, uh, and I would do this at, the, at every session, is what problem do you want my help in solving today or what problem? If you were overwhelmed and all of the problems seemed, uh, seemed of equal importance to you, I might say, gee, if we had, were able to make some headway on one of these, which one do you think might make the biggest difference to you this week? You know, I think it's the problem in my marriage. Then I would have you describe to me what is going on right now in your marriage. I'd find out kind of what is the history of your marriage, 
How long have you been married? Uh, did things go well at first? Did things then later become more problematic? So the first thing I have to do is really hear your story so I can figure out where to start working with you. One of the things I'm loving in this is you're letting me set the agenda, but it's not aimless. That's right. So right away, I will feel validated. I will feel like you were listening to me. Exactly. I don't want you to feel confused. I want everything in therapy to make sense to you. And so when you first come in and I figure out what your diagnosis is, then I'm going to tell you this is what I think we need to do in therapy. Uh, step one, step two, step three. How does that sound to you? Does okay. that sound as if it fits you? Or is there some other way that you think I can be more helpful? So then I can guide you. So I won't be sitting there thinking, well, this is a waste of my time. It's that we work together collaboratively. That's right, and everything should make sense to you. It should make sense to you to work on this problem. It should make sense to you the kinds of problem-solving solutions that we come up with. You know, your father is Dr. Aaron Beck, and so he's not only your father, but he's the father of cognitive therapy. That's right. And I read in one of the, I think it was a Brown Alumni Monthly from 1982, about how he had a phobia, and he was able to cure his own phobia using his own methods. That's right. He, uh, at an early age, needed to have surgery, and he really kind of had a phobia after that, and he decided actually to go into medicine because it was so interesting to him, and also he knew it would give him an opportunity to overcome this problem. And a lot of what he did was to realize exactly what his fears were, and then to look at reality and to see whether his fears uh, had a basis in reality. And as one would imagine, it turned out that they didn't. Uh, his anxiety went way down. And he was later able to use some of the methods he initially used on himself to help his patients. And tremendously. I mean, that's a wonderful understatement because your father, you know, I'm looking here. I've got a floor full of books here. Cognitive Therapy with Children and Adolescents for Personality Disorders, for Anxiety, uh, for Marital Problems, for Trauma, for Substance Abuse. And I could go on and on. I've only gone through a portion of them. What your dad has done is tremendous because it's made mental health so readily available. People don't have to be on a couch for years and years, but they can get better much quicker, mostly because you help them understand how emotions are connected to their thinking. Could you spend a moment on that? Sure. When most people come to my office, they think that it's situations that directly affect how they feel. So they say, my boss is driving me crazy, or if only my kids would listen to me, then I would feel better. They don't realize that it's not the situation that directly affects how they feel. It's what they think about the situation. So if I'm at work and I'm feeling very um, hassled, like there's way too much for me to do, uh, I might start having thoughts like, I can't do it all. Now, it's not the fact that I have a lot to do that's making me feel anxious. It's the thought, I have too much to do. And in fact, when I look at that thought and I realize I don't have to do everything, I can delegate some things, I can put some things off, um, and uh, I can problem solve and figure out how to spend a couple hours on the weekend working. Once I realize that, 
then I feel a lot better. So it, it reduces your mood. Now, I'm speaking with Dr. Judy Beck, who is the president of the Academy of Cognitive Therapy. How could someone listening who's interested get in touch with the Center of Cognitive Therapy? Well, there are, there are two very good websites to go to. One is the Academy of Cognitive Therapy, and that website is www.academyofct.org. And on that website, which is uh, partially directed toward consumers, there is a lot of information that I think your listeners will find helpful, both information about cognitive therapy, information about specific um, psychiatric disorders, and also a wonderful referral list to certified cognitive therapists. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Judy Beck. You're welcome. And what I love most about cognitive therapy is that it teaches you thinking skills, how to understand your own mind and come up with better coping strategies to deal with all the stresses in your life, whether it's your family, your friends, your kids, or yourself, how to have a happier life. And that is my show. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on the Rational Basis of Happiness. Your future hasn't been written yet. No one's has. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. A number of factors undermine sexual arousal and enjoyment. Anger and resentment are romance destroyers, so obviously they are sex destroyers too. In a Newsweek cover story, No Sex Please, We're Married, one woman said, I get angry because he doesn't help around the house enough or with the kids. He sees the groceries sitting on the counter. Why doesn't he take them out of the bag and put them away? How can I get sexy when I'm ticked off all the time? Observe that helping is one of this woman's love languages. It is important to have a mutually agreed upon division of labor regarding household chores, career, financial issues, and parenting responsibilities. This sets the proper context for a healthy sex life. When each partner feels that the other is fair and supportive, romance is much more likely to flourish. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com.